Welcome to the Live Treasured Podcast. Today's podcast episode was taken from one of our She is Treasured Bible studies called Godly Girl Power. To learn more about the Godly Girl Power study or all other She is Treasured Bible studies, you can go to our website at www.treasuredministries.com devotions. Now let's get into today's episode. Enjoy. Welcome back to Godly Girl Power. I'm so excited to talk about our content today because what I have to share, I'm extremely passionate about. Many times inside of codependency, we find ourselves living out of balance. Usually codependents have cluttered calendared, uh, calendars that are filled with zero time of rest for themselves. They are busy, busy, busy doing, and all the doing has caused them to become undone. And not only that, but in the busy doing and hopping on the treadmill, somewhere along the way, we lose our identity we lose that true purpose for that God created us for because our calendars are so cluttered and chaotic. Why? Because you and I are driven by that need to gain validation and worth from others. And so oftentimes, we see ourselves as a product of what we do rather than who God says we are. And so the outflow in our life is is done to receive that affirmation, to receive that praise. And we operate in our gifting, in our calling, based off of really a shame-based system. In other words, we're we're giving to others and we're performing and we're pleasing and wanting to be perfect to gain the acceptance that outside um, attaboy from others. And all the while, we're dying inside. But before God can build his purpose in our life, he has to lay the right foundation. And so God has to build our faith. We have to begin to see our worth and value in him. And from that place... From that place, use our gifting and callings to serve others, not use our gifting and calling to validate our value. I want to talk to you today about your responsibility to uncover the real you and release that to others. I want to talk to you about releasing others from the responsibility to validate your value and your God-given vision. I want you to begin to see that the gifts that God has given you are not for ownership, but they're for stewardship. And that is a beautiful place of freedom where you can find this joy and contentment inside of your calling. For codependency, God wants to change Um, the system that you operate out of from a 
I should mentality or a shame-based system that drives your actions to a spirit-led system. He wants to change that. And that's what I'm going to be talking to you about today. And to give you an illustration of that, I want to share with you my own personal experience when I shifted from my running routine to a swimming routine. Now, for years, I was a runner. And that was the way that I got exercise when I needed to do cardio. Um, I, When I was growing up, I played soccer. And so I've always been a runner, a runner, a runner. Well, one summer, my husband suggested um, that we start swimming laps. And, you know, the older I get, the harder it is to run in that heat. So I was ready for that. What surprised me was when I began to swim laps, the trouble that I had getting used to the way that I was supposed to breathe. I mean, when you swim laps, right? When you're swimming, for example, um, freestyle, you swim with your head down and you're exhaling then, and then you come up to take a breath and you inhale. And because I was used to running where uh, my breathing could sort of be sporadic and just when I needed to, I really had to concentrate on learning a new way to breathe. And sometimes it made me feel like I was getting ready to run out of breath. And the reason why I needed to learn how to breathe differently and regulate my breathing was because my inhale needed to be when my head was out of water and my exhale needed to be when I was in the water. Well, the same is true when you and I become believers and we're indwelt with the Holy Spirit that God wants us to inhale from him and then on our exhale, which is loving others. And one of the ways that we can love others is by discovering those gifts and using them to build up the body of Christ, to to love others and, and to serve others. But if we're not careful, we will get that mixed and we'll use our gifting to um not to exhale, but but to inhale. We'll use our gifting, in other words, to gain that validation from others, right? Our actions, we're, we're using that. And when that happens, not only is it never enough, which is the reason why a lot of us become workaholics, right? But you lose, you. it's like you just come undone. And you come to the end of the road and you're weary and you're worn out. And it's because you've got your breathing backwards, right? God wants you to inhale with him and then exhale to others. All of our lives, God is building our foundation of faith to where we get our worth, our value um, directly from him. And then out of that overflow, we've talked about this, that we, we love others. Um, and, so, and so God has this on this journey, this journey of leaving self-sufficiency onto God dependency, this journey of realizing that every resource that we need is really in the Lord. Like, like if I were to compare it back to that swimming, like the oxygen that I, it's in the air, right? And it, it's not going to be in the water, right? Not in the exhale. Um, and so, but God is, is teaching us to redirect so that we can inhale with him and then 
exhale with others. And nothing could be truer than uncovering our spiritual gifts. But while we are using our gifts that God has given us to gain that worth and value, to, um, to, to be perfect so that we won't ever feel like we're walking through rejection, while we're using our gifting um, in, in that way, it's, it's not being used the way that God intended. And so God takes us on this journey of rediscovery. And not only that, when you are um, looking to others to gain what your identity is and your purpose and your gifting and your calling, what can happen a lot of times is something called enmeshment. And, and, and what that means is you lose who you are. You lose your identity because you're living to please others or for the purpose of others or you're comparing yourself to others, right? In the book of Haggai, Haggai was a prophet that was sent basically to encourage um, the Israelites to rebuild their temple. You see, they had been busy building, but they had been building for the purpose for themselves. And God wanted them to build a temple for his glory. Listen to what it says in Haggai 1.3. Then the Lord sent this message through the prophet Haggai. Why are you living in luxurious houses while my house lies in ruin? This is what the Lord of the armies says. Look at what's happening to you. You have planted much but harvested little. You eat and are not satisfied. You drink and are still thirsty. You put on clothes but cannot keep warm. Your wages disappear as though you were putting them in pockets filled with holes. Verse 7, this is what the Lord of the heavens army says. Look what is happening to you. Now go into the hills, bring down the temple, and rebuild my house. Then I will take pleasure in and be honored, says the Lord. And so inside of this scripture, Haggai is sent to, uh, to be a prophet and to encourage them that they're in a rebuilding time. And, you know, when you and I um, uh, are walking in codependency, all of us, we have these crazy calendars where we're just busy, busy, busy. And we're busy, but we feel weary and worn out. We're busy, but we don't feel satisfied and filled with joy. And everything that we read in the Bible tells us that our purpose is designed to bring us joy. And if you feel that way, I'm wondering if God wants you to take some time and hit the reset button to shift your perspective because while we are using our gifts and purpose to gain validation from others, that's when you and I will never be satisfied. We will feel worn and weary and just strung out. And not only that, but the enemy can use that relentless chase in our life to cause us to make some pretty catastrophic decisions. And all the while, God is saying, this is not what I have for you. I've got something better. Come and take all the gifts and the, the, that I've given you and pour them into building others up, building my church, bringing me glory. And only when that happens, will you live in this place of joy and satisfaction and freedom to become who I've created you to be. 
all right? So how do we do that? Well, let's dive into our Nourish Scripture. God has given each one of us a special gift through the generosity of Christ. So it's Jesus that gives us our spiritual gifts through the Bible, says the Holy Spirit. And then in Ephesians 2.10, it talked about that we have a purpose, a purpose that God planned in advance for us to do. And so inside of those scriptures, we see, number one, that only God can give us the vision for our life. Only our maker can tell us what we were designed for and the purpose for which we were created. And then it's Jesus that gives us these gifts through the Holy Spirit to empower us to do that work. So in God's purpose and everything that he does, and Jesus came down, right? Emmanuel, God with us. And, and, and now you and I are the temple and through the Holy Spirit, God breathes into us. And part of that breathing in is our spiritual gifts. But the, the purpose of the spiritual gift, right, is to bring God glory. In other words, it says this, so that he might fill the entire universe with himself, that God wants the world to see him and that that is the purpose of our gifting not only that but it goes on to say this verse 11 now these gifts that christ gave to the church let me just stop there because sometimes when we think about church we think building or we think where i attend church right and we automatically in these verses i'm getting ready to read where it says he gave to the church the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors and teachers. We automatically think like that's my pastor or this person inside of the church or, you know, somebody that has like a, a ministry on the side. But, you know, really, we need to redefine ministry. And we need to redefine church because church is not a building. Church is a people. And so ministry is really wherever God has planted us. If you look in the Bible, uh, what you see is that a lot of people uh, were not just priests, right? That they had actual jobs and that out of that job that they were, that they were prophets, that they were evangelists, right? But that they had a role to play. Paul was a tent maker and out of that role, he, he evangelized. And then, uh, and then we see Joseph was second in command, right? In Egypt. And out of that, he used his spiritual gifts. So, so sort of break free from, I need to have a role inside of of my church building, right? And begin to see ministry as something that breathes into your normal everyday life where God has, has planted you. So it says, now these are the gifts that Christ gave the church, the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Their responsibility is to equip God's people, okay? So God gives us his gifting, not only to bring him glory, but to love other people, right? To equip God's people to do his work and to build up the church. So our gifts are, we receive gifts to be released for God's glory and for others. Never ever for our validation and for our worth. And see, when we begin to live our lives that way, that's when the joy goes away. 
that's when we become very fearful of failing and never stepping out and trying anything. That's when we begin to live this life of crazy because it will never be enough. And I want to ask you a question. Who have you assigned responsibility, right, to validate your vision and to validate your value? And have you, like I, for years, used your gifts that God has given you Part of, partly, maybe you were giving to others, but partly there was a need inside of you that needed that validation. And see, when we see our roles inside of the body of Christ as a place where we can gain esteem or validation, well, that's when we begin to run out of steam. That's when we can lose love and joy for others. And I know this. I know this because it happened to me. I want to invite you, number one, to release others from getting your vision and your validation. That's a place of freedom. I want you to think about Joseph. When Joseph first received his dream, right, and he shared it with his brothers, well, his brothers hated him. His brothers hated him. And so, of course, really the last thing that they want to hear is that they were going to have to bow down to him, right? And and let that be just a little side lesson to her health. Never share your vision like with people that are haters, right? Never share your vision with people that are haters. But, but, but beyond that, I believe that there was a part of Joseph, because his brothers hated him, that he was sharing his dream with them to say, look, you were wrong about me. I'm special. I'm valuable. And see, that's backwards. That's when we start breathing incorrectly, right? When we are using our dream and our gift to prove our worth and value, we will always come up empty. And certainly Joseph did. I mean, his brothers, um, his brothers tossed him into a pit and the pit propelled him to Egypt and then he ends up in prison. But, but all this time, God is doing this beautiful work where, where, um, where Joseph, I believe, is just being uh, prepared and pruned for his purpose. And I think all of us have to go along that journey. We sort of learn from life that we're praised when we do good things. And so so sometimes our gifts can become tainted and we can kind of hop on this treadmill of performance. And that's when we're never satisfied and we become weary and worn out. But in our nurse scripture this week, it talks about the fact that we're, we receive those gifts to be released to serve others and for God's glory. And not only that, but there's a really important element in this because what we don't want is we don't want people dependent back upon us. When it talks about building up the body of Christ, there's a purpose in that. Verse 14, then we will no longer be immature like Christian. We won't be tossed and blown about with every new wind of teaching. We will not be influenced when people try to trick us with lies so that they sound like truth. Instead, we will speak the truth in love, growing in every way, becoming more and more like Christ, who is the head of the body of the church. And so, and so in that passage, we see that, you know, our gifts are to be used to build up the body of Christ, but ultimately to lead everybody to dependency upon Christ, right? Because 
one of the things of codependence is, you know, in that rescuing and in that helping people, there can be a feel good from that, right? Because we're the rescuer, right? I mean, I'll just give you an example from my own personal life. I had to learn, like, you know, I couldn't just bring my children their lunch every time that they forgot it, right? But, and in doing that, there was a bit of selfishness in there because, you know, I was the rescuer and I brought their lunch. And I don't know, that might be a silly example. Maybe you can identify with it or not. But, but we are here to release our gifts, not to be the rescuer, but to point other people to the Redeemer. Because ultimately, even inside of our children's lives, we want to, for them to, to, um, to transfer their dependency upon us when they're little babies as they grow up to their dependence upon the Lord. And if we seek to help people to be the rescuer, that's when we can start to sometimes not help people, but enable people. It talks about in this passage, speaking the truth in love. And sometimes when we help people, we have to speak the truth. We have to speak the truth with our actions. And sometimes that means, right, that when we help people that we're not going to enable them anymore. And we have to begin to shift our perspective and see that that is really a loving thing to do. For example, if somebody has a temper in your life and you walk on eggshells and, and, and are, you, are you rewarding their anger in a way that will not allow them to really grow, um, to, to grow in the truth? God calls us to walk in truth. And part of that is realizing that you and I are not the rescuers. We're not the rescuers. Um, and that sometimes that that means a loving, um, a, a loving no to somebody is really um, a loving thing to do, having those, those boundaries. Um, and, so, and so the gifts that God has given us, they are to be released so that we are not the, the rescuers to point other people to Christ and to bring him glory. And part of that is releasing people from validating your value and your vision so that you will not release in order to gain. You'll release in order to love. And sometimes that means setting boundaries, saying no, because we have to speak the truth in love, right? You must redefine success in God's measurements. Now, this has been one of the most powerful lessons in my life. A lot of times with codependency, when we're hopping on this treadmill, we're comparing ourselves to other people. And, and when we see ourselves as a product of what we do, we'll look at worldly measurements for our success. And all of a sudden we're defining success based on what the world says. And the Bible makes it clear, the world is the very last place that we need to go to gain our measurements, right? To gain our worth and value. God wants us to be content with what we have. And if, if we're not content with that, if we're always on this chase, we may miss out on cultivating the gifts that God has already given us. Now, inside of our nurse scripture, it says that Christ has given each one of us a gift. 
And he, and the Bible also says in Ephesians 2.10 that God decides our callings. And so really, we, well, we don't have control over that, right? We don't. And sometimes um, I know that I have definitely pursued um, what I thought was um, uh, what I wanted because, you know, whatever. I was comparing myself to people on social media and I ended up empty and weary and worn out. And a big part of cutting that chase in your life is redefining success with God's measurements. Uh, I, and what I mean is sometimes um, you and I, will, the Lord will reveal gifts. We know what our gifts are, um, but we want to use them a certain way. And so we start to put our faith in a certain outcome. And then when that doesn't happen, then we can feel like we failed. We can not have faith in our foundation, right? And and we can we can feel like a failure. And really what God is calling us to do is to just trust and to cultivate that gift that he has given us. And the last point is that you must, you must hit the reset button to rediscover the real you and value that voice and understand that what you have to offer is special and important and begin to see, you know, sometimes I think inside of the body of Christ that when we're talking about pursuing our passion, it's like it just pushes us on this treadmill. And when we think, well, if I'm, you know, we, we start to see like, well, if I'm not doing this big thing that I'm not valuable, but really it's about hitting that reset button and understanding what your voice is and bringing that to the table. Um, it says this in Ephesians 4, 16, he makes the whole body fit together perfectly as each part does its own special work. It helps the other parts grow so that the whole body is healthy and growing and full of love. Begin to realize that it's like God has this orchestra and we have a note to carry. We have an instrument to play. And our role is finding what that instrument is and valuing that part in God's orchestra. And in doing so, stop comparing ourselves to other notes. And when you honor, when you honor your voice and you value it, you will invite others to do the same. But see, here's what codependency does. Codependency tells us that what we have to offer is not enough. Codependency steals our Godfidence, right? And it tells us that, uh, you know, that, that it's worldly measurements that matter and all this other malarkey instead of us breathing and taking time to rediscover who we really are. So I want to give you three steps to do that. And I want to encourage you with this too, that, you know, um, a lot of times codependents can be frustrated because maybe we've received a vision and we don't see it happening right away. But remember, God is an expert builder and he has to lay a foundation first. And I've seen in my life over and over and over again that that there before God releases me into a new step in my purpose, oftentimes there's this, well, there's this pruning season that precedes it. 
In other words, God will give you a vision, but in between the vision coming to pass, that there's a season of preparation. And a lot of times there's some painful pruning in that season. And I just invite you, if you're inside of that season, to embrace this time and to, to know that, that God wants to build a foundation of faith in you in such a place that's going to be able to support that authentic purpose that he designed for you before you were born, before you were born, right? And inside of that last scripture, we see that it's God's heart for all of us to find our special work and to bring it to the table. All right, so the first thing that I wanna tell you to do inside of this is that I want you to reestablish God's rhythm of rest in your life. Reestablish God's rhythm for rest in your life. Now, what do I mean by reestablishing God's rhythm of rest in your life? Well, the first thing is, is that rest is important. Rest gives us a chance to receive so that we are able to release. But when you have that crazy calendar and when you're people pleasing or when you're, you know, living to, you know, go under somebody else's structure or calendar or whatever, that's when all the rest goes away. And it's in our rest that God can really give us vision, that can give us ideas. He can pour into us, but we have to have those times of rest. Now, inside of the Bible, we see that God builds rest, right, into the culture of his people, right? That he established day and night. There's a time to work and then there's a time to rest inside of our day. Inside of the week with the Sabbath rest, right, he established with his chosen people, take one day of rest. Are you building in times of your week to truly unplug and to sit before the Lord. And then even on an annual basis, there were celebrations such as Passover, which allowed people to pull back and reflect and remember and rest. And I want you to see those opportunities inside of your day, inside of your week, inside of your year as important opportunities to pause and hit the reset button so that when you're ready to release, that you'll be in alignment with God's purposes. So that's the first thing. You have to hop off the calendar of crazy, right? And, and reestablish that rest in your life. Number two is this. Stop comparing and start cultivating. Stop comparing and start cultivating. You know, in our social media saturated world, it's very easy for all of us, including myself, to start to look around and to covet and to compare. And when we do that, we lose contentment and we stop cultivating the gifts that God has given us. Now, in our nourish scripture this week, it talked about the different gifts, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And the bottom line is this, God gives us gifts and it's up to us to cultivate those gifts. And part of that is that we've got to stop comparing and start cultivating. Bye.
And that leads me to my third point. Make Jesus your life coach. Make Jesus your life coach. Ask him in prayer to begin to take you on a journey to discover your spiritual gifts, the way that he wired you, even your personality, all of that is a part of your calling. And, you know, bringing that to the table is one of the most beautiful ways that you can exhale. And what you have to offer matters. You are a treasure designed for a unique purpose. And now is the time for you to turn away from outside sources and to seek your maker and to ask him for the very purpose that you were created. To take that internal compass of the Holy Spirit to stop operating off of the shame messages and the I should messages and rediscover who you are so that you can live an authentic, faith-filled life and become the woman that God created you to be. Thanks so much, and I'll see you next week. Bye-bye.